0: Right, well, hey, good afternoon to all you apes out there. It is afternoon today. It is about 12.09, 10 p.m. It actually just changed. 12.10 p.m. Eastern Time here on Thursday, December 14th, 2023. And we are, of course, coming at you live with the Daily Peel from yesterday. As you guys can see, we are definitely not at the Daily Peel Global Headquarters today. We are on the moon, just like everybody else. Most importantly, just like the Dow hitting all time highs yesterday. We're going to get into that in just a quick second here. Now we're coming at you guys a little bit later on today, but uh, so let's go ahead and just take a quick look at how markets are doing so far here. I don't know why this page is a loading, but looks like we're having a bit of a choppy session. We opened much higher, uh starting to tick a little bit lower here, but that's not what we're talking about today. We are going to be talking about everything that was going on yesterday. Most importantly, of course, going to be that Fed meeting and the market subsequent reaction. We had a lot of movements from stocks going on as well let's go ahead and go back over to the newsletter so you guys can see what i'm talking about here so of course we're going to start out with the fomc holding rates just like everybody and their mother knew that they were going to do so that was great to see i mean any kind of divergence from the expectation there probably wouldn't have been a great result but either way regardless of what happened with the fed vertex pharma and u.s steel they were going to have a good day regardless and we'll kind of get into exactly what was going on why meanwhile on the other side another pharma stock pfizer had a very tough day in Etsy, it's definitely not looking good over there, despite this being their busiest time of the season. We're going to finish off with some Bank of America data, they released a consumer checkpoint earlier this week as well. We'll go ahead and dive into that and figure out how much money we are all wasting together on our Christmas items and all that good stuff. Now, getting into some uh, you know index movements yesterday that occurred, obviously it was a great day following that Federal Reserve meeting. No surprise to see equity markets rise, but it was a bit of a surprise to see the Dow hit officially its all time high yesterday, crossing the 37,000 threshold for the first time ever. This is kind of a like a 10 year view going back to uh, 2012, there. But if we go ahead and dig a little bit deeper, uh, by the way, guys, TradingView, great, great source to use for all your charting needs here. Uh, some good stuff. And as you can see, for the first time ever, just yesterday, We crossed above this 37,000 threshold. I mean, now I know that my Dow 100,000 hat wasn't a waste of money because we're clearly on the way there. Despite the fact that nobody should care about the Dow, it's only 30 stocks, it's weighted on price, and it's basically useless, especially in this modern age where we can do a lot better things like the NASDAQ, the SP, the Russell 2000, and literally any other index that exists. But of course, pretty much every index got a bump from Jerome Powell and the Fed's extremely dovish commentary that we're going to dive into in just a quick second here. The S&P bumped 1.37 percent. Russell 2K led the day with a 3.39 percent gain. WSO Alpha even got in on the gains too. Uh, you know, I mean, getting gains yesterday though to get a uh, to use a great kind of a Forrest Gump quote, I believe getting gains yesterday was like hitting water when you fall out of a boat so to see them rise only 1.46 percent i mean i definitely have some thoughts i'm sure you guys too feel free to let me know in the comments here and i'll be happy to pass along to the team we got some interesting movements from our treasury yields here too as well obviously those nosedived on the market expectations for rates to be lower keep in mind that these treasury yields particularly the two year are kind of meant as a forward indicator of where rates go Um, not that they're meant like that but that's how it ends up being you know bond traders they're the smart money they know exactly what the fed's going to do quote unquote and so the two year is a great indicator for the direction in which markets think that rates are going to go two year broke below four and a half percent for the first time since about uh july or about this past spring yesterday and then the 10 year actually this morning did break through that four percent floor trading in the three nine five to four percent range so it's great to see those going back down great to see that if you're anybody who wants to get a loan sometime soon whether it's for a car for a house for uh your bail bond or whatever else it may be it's obviously great to see that lowering costs there let's get into some banana bits that we didn't talk about cnbc has diagnosed J uh schizophrenia or whatever other issues he's got going on they said why it's been so tough to tame inflation this time definitely go check that out it's a pretty nice piece tesla was in some hot water yesterday she still managed to gain because of the federal reserve's dovish commentary but it was definitely not good news over at the headquarters down in austin They had to recall about 2 million vehicles due to fear of autopilot-induced errors. Some real, some just feared. But clearly, regulators are definitely scared of uh, artificial intelligence, especially when it comes to vehicles that are moving 60 miles an hour on public roads. And Especially when it has to do with Elon Musk. We know regulators aren't big fans of the 200 million man. But either way, we'll see how that goes going forward. Oil prices... Uh, This is a great kind of study on using oil prices as an economic indicator, basically suggesting that when oil prices fall, it's actually not a recessionary view. Of course, the economic indicators are only right if they support your specific investment view. Everybody knows that. Uh, So definitely go check that out, but obviously only if it supports your priors. We don't want to be thinking uh, differently than what we already are here, right? I mean, come on. Moving on down below, investors are definitely hungrier for risk. My dog is for treats, just to be quite honest with you here. We haven't been this hungry for risk in quite a while, Uh, but so it was a great kind of expose piece on investors gearing up their risk appetite after you know spending the past year and a half parking as much money as humanly possible into various cash funds. Now, let's get to the point of today and why we're all on the moon. We hopped on this rocket. We hope you guys joined us on this rocket because we have already landed on the moon here. The Dow hit all-time highs every index was up big yesterday every stock was up big i mean if your portfolio was down yesterday i seriously think you need to go check yourself into a mental health clinic just to make sure everything's going on correctly in there but let's go ahead and dive into what exactly happened so the fomc of course they decided to hold interest rates in the 5.25 5.5 percent range uh, that was what everybody was expecting to do it was just below about 100 odds by the cme tool yesterday uh or the days kind of leading into the actual decision itself now there was some commentary that was going on that really drove the dovishness of the day because the fed didn't cut rates yet but they basically signaled that they're open to the idea going forward let's go ahead and take a look at a couple of other tools that are going to help us get a sense of what the hell is going on in federal funds markets now so if we go ahead and take a look at the cme tool this measures market weighted probabilities for various outcomes uh, based on these meetings as you guys can see this bar chart right here this is about 81.4 percent odds But the market thinks that the Fed is going to continue to hold rates at that January meeting. They're going to be meeting on January 31st, uh, January 30th and 31st, I believe. And then, as you can see, we're starting to get some probabilities for a rate cut. Right now, it's about one-fifth odds for that to actually occur in January. If we go ahead and take a look at the March reading, things even out a little bit more. Now, they are definitely pricing in uh, more of a likelihood for cuts. It's about a two-thirds chance that they cut by... uh, by that date in March it looks like it's going to be March 24th and then if we go ahead and look in May they're already pressing in for a couple of 25 basis point cuts this is a big change from what was going on before and it's all because of the comments made by the Fed yesterday most notably those in the Fed statement what we're looking at here is the WSJ's Fed statement tracker embed essentially what it does is tracks exactly what we just said changes in the Federal Reserve statements so all this green stuff that you see, stuff that was added for the most recent meeting, the December 13th meeting, and all this stuff in red, the very little stuff in red that you see here is what was in uh, the original or the kind of last meeting. In this case, that was on November 1st. So as you can see, there's a couple of quick changes. Up at the top here, recent indicators suggest that growth of economic activity has slowed. That was a big change from November, whereas said recent indicators suggest that economic activity expanded. Uh, and so it's Interesting to see that little bit of a change there because the market's reaction was overall good, but the Fed's view of the economy overall isn't getting too great. We'll get into that a little bit more with a summary of economic projections, but the big deal was the addition of this word, any. That's kind of what everybody was looking at yesterday. I mean, adding that phrase in determining the extent of any additional policy firming basically suggests that there isn't going to be any more policy firming going on. That's really what sent markets to the absolute moon yesterday. And what got us kickstarted on one of the best days ever now if we go ahead and take a look down below we're going to get into the summary of economic projections in just a quick second but one thing that the federal reserve did with this at the same time although it's great for markets in the short term is they may have added some fragility into markets here as well in the sense that everybody was expecting some dovish commentary to come at some point so it's almost like we were gearing up we were just waiting for it and then once it finally comes the markets take off as a result that puts us at a higher position obviously And so any additional hawkish commentary to come out is likely to lead to an extended downside reaction than it otherwise would have been because now we've already got that dovish commentary that everybody's been waiting for it's a different regime now everybody knows that the fed is dovish and most importantly the fed knows that everybody knows that the fed is dovish and so the expectation setting tool of the federal reserve may have been weakened a little bit here but we'll take it as long as my portfolio keeps going up that is all i care about now this was one of those meetings where the Fed released its summary of economic projections as well. Just to go over a couple of the highlights before we dive into the extremely boring looking report itself, let's go over some of the quick facts here. So, the model guess for 2023 US GDP uh, moved from the range of about 2.0 to 2.1%, much higher to about 2.6 to 2.7%. is great GDP growth for a country like the United States. We're at $25 trillion. That's a huge change. I mean, in pure dollar amounts, there, that is. An ungodly amount of money that none of us will ever come close to ever seeing in our lifetimes, unless your name is Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, and I'm sure you guys are out here watching this right now, but for everybody else that's watching it, I mean, that's uh, not much for us to think about there. Moving on down below to some ex- to some inflation expectations, excuse me, essentially core PCE expectations move from a range of about 2.5 to 2.8, to 2.3 to 2.4 for 2024, so a slight tick lower, but hey, it's moving in the right direction, we definitely love to see all that kind of stuff most importantly arguably the most important part of the summary of economic projections what everybody looks at is the dot plot and from this dot plot we can see a weighted average expectation for the fed funds rate to finish 2024 at 4.7 percent that implies a range of 4.5 to four seven five and that would apply about three 25 25-bip cuts going forward so that's what the market's pricing in right now. We'll see if that actually happens, but we'll get into the dot plot in just a quick second. After we get into this bullet, expected GDP in 2024 is gonna be a slowdown from 2023. Uh, so obviously not an ideal reason to be making these cuts to interest rates, but hey, like I said before, whatever makes my portfolio go up, I am here for. Now let's go ahead and take a look at the summary of economic projections. It's a 17 page document that's in that classically boring Federal Reserve format. Just going to skip right on past this before I gouge my eyes out. But essentially, this is a summary of what the uh, rest of the pages are kind of suggesting here. If We go ahead and take a scroll. in this line that you see is what's actually happened in real GDP over the past couple of years. Obviously, 2020 was fucked. 2021 got a little bit better. Crazy stuff. But it seems like we're getting back on track now. Or at least that's what the Federal Reserve is expecting with these projections going forward. So if we zoom in a little bit more, we can see this red bar in each one of these ranges is the median projection. The box itself is a measure of central tendency so it's likely the 25th percentile and the 75th percentile ranges with that median plotted in between and then those lines just show the maximum and minimum because of the 19 fomc members some of them are smoking meth i'm pretty sure and so they throw out some wild projections there but just to keep us on our toes it's all that fun stuff that we love to see now, as you guys can see, we're expecting some normalization in GDP going back down to that flat 2% growth. Same thing that we try to keep inflation at. We're expecting some normalization of unemployment as well, expected to tick back upward uh, in the immediate kind of near future. But nobody's really expecting a whole lot of volatility on this front. And The same is true for inflation, but it's basically a gradual tick lower with the final expectation of actually arriving at the 2% figure not expected until 2026. So if that's the case, I would suggest that the Federal Reserve certainly isn't too worried about inflation coming back out of nowhere and starting to surprise us once again. That also would mean that they're not too concerned about inflation gradually drifting from the 3.1% level that the CPI reported on Tuesday to that 2% level that we ultimately want to get to. Even if we shed uh, you know, 10 bips like we did last month, every month to get there, it's only going to take 11 months to get to Uh, that two percent goal so the fed isn't getting too antsy about this that means they're probably not going to be too reactionary to the inflation readings themselves the same is true of that core reading but here we have the coup uh what's what's it called the uh not the coup d'etat but the whatever whatever it is here is the best part of the summary of economic projections we're going to talk about the dot plot a little bit essentially what this is is each one of these dots is one of the Federal Reserve, uh, the Federal Open Market Committee members, guess for where interest rates are going to be at the end of each given calendar year. So, if we scroll down below. We can see that each one of these ranges is its own calendar year. So, this is for 2025. This is 2026. What we care about here is 2024. So, as you guys can see, there's a bit of dispersion. Some crazy bastard out there thinks it's going to be between 3.75 and 4, 0, uh, whereas you know others think it's going to be kept at essentially where rates are right now that would suggest no movements for the entire year or movements that then kind of correct themselves but either way we'll see what happens this was the big change uh compared to last month of the last summary of economic projections as it suggests given that weighted average that we mentioned earlier pretty much everybody thinks rates are going to be sub five percent that's the fed admitting that rates are going to be lower that is cheap how blinking and that's where we got our kind of headline for the day today you can scroll through the rest of the report and see the uh kind of charts like this Essentially, these dotted lines are where these readings were at for September, whereas these kind of uh, the actual charts, the actual bars themselves, excuse me, are the readings for the December meeting. So we scroll down, there's 17 pages of this lovely content. Feel free to check it out at your own time. I'm not here to bore you. I'm here to make sure your portfolio isn't crashing uh, entirely. Now, if we go ahead and scroll down a little bit, we do have some quotes from j as well. Uh, basically suggesting where the Fed's mentality might be. Recent indicators suggest growth in the economy in the economic activity has slowed substantially. Blah 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 blah. GDP is on track to expand around two and a half percent. Definitely strong growth for 2023, but it's not expected to continue into 2024 at that same rate. And that's why Jay Powell is saying that this result is not guaranteed when speaking about a soft landing. Essentially, the Fed defines a soft landing as achieving that two percent inflationary target without causing a spike in inflation. They don't define what that spike is numerically, but safe to assume it's either going to be four and a half or five percent unemployment. So we're trying to get inflation back down to two percent without unemployment rising back about four and a half or five percent or somewhere in that range. Uh, that's how they define a soft landing. We're certainly not there yet, but we're definitely well on our way. And then the last quote is that J.P. saying on uh, reaching peak rates. He's talking. He's describing basically the thoughts of the FOMC committee members and saying people generally think we're at or near the peak rates or that high. He thinks it's not likely that we will, that they'll hike any kind of additionally from here, but they certainly didn't want to take the option away entirely. We actually, in the time since the Federal Reserve press conference yesterday, we've we've received some exclusive audio from Jerome Powell himself, describing the state of markets and the state of the economic activity here. I believe we have- God bless my money printer. Jay Powell has you by the box. God bless my money printer. Jay Powell. See, as you guys can see, that's some exclusive video uh, or uh, verbal recording from the Fed chair himself and very important stuff. GPAL absolutely does have markets by the balls. We're just glad he's letting them go up here today and letting us all get in on the fun. That's enough Federal Reserve action for the day. Uh, You guys know what's going on here, but let's make sure that everybody's up to date on some of the most important stock movements yesterday. Vertex Pharmaceuticals, Boston-based company, uh, they are a giant of biopharma and they've essentially cured pain not in the scumbag way that the Sackler family did, these absolute scum-of-the-earth bastards that addicted rural and small-town America to countless amounts of pills and countless years of pain and suffering. I mean, absolutely fuck those people. The guy's... The founder's name is Mortimer Sackler. I mean, can you imagine a more evil-sounding name? I think we should have thrown that guy in jail the second his parents named him Mortimer, For being quite honest, just to save society from how evil he was. However vertex came out yesterday with some studies on their pill vx 548 this is a non uh, non-opioid i i don't really know what that means to be honest but it's a non-opioid pain medication so it's supposed to be non-addicting because there is no opioids like i said i'm not a fucking scientists that's not what we're here to do uh we're here to make money and so essentially these good results led to the stock rising yesterday although there's a hell of a lot of skepticism around it as well because just about once every you know three seconds a pharma company comes out and says that they've cured pain that they've cured xyz so there's a lot of people that are skeptical more studies to come on that this was only a phase two trial we'll wait till phase three before we actually get too excited that's when they give uh, vx548 an actual name to something like sky rizzy or like whatever the hell else a lot of these medications are but Let's go on down to a way cooler company, and that's obviously going to be U.S. Steel. I mean, I think steel mining is just one of the coolest things you can do. It's one of my favorite hobbies, what I like to do on weekends by myself out here. Right around the Daily Pier's level Headquarters, we go mining for some steel. And yesterday, steel was a hot commodity, or specifically, U.S. Steel was a hot commodity, as... There's currently a bidding war going on for this company between uh, some fellow steel producers, including Cleveland Cliffs, as well as this other one. I think it's pronounced ArcelorMittal or maybe Arcelor. It's Luxembourgish. Amazingly, I didn't know they could fit companies into Luxembourg, but apparently they can. Uh, so they're in kind of a bidding war. Price is looking about 40, 45 bucks a share. Stock boomed on that yesterday. It didn't it closed a little bit below that 40 dollars per share share price, suggesting that there's a little bit of trepidation about. Uh, finalizing that arbitrage opportunity there. But as we all know, it wasn't a great day for anybody yesterday. So Vertex had a great day, but Pfizer, a far bigger biotech or uh, biopharma stock, I should say, definitely not biotech, is uh, not having a good day whatsoever. So just a couple of years ago, Pfizer had reached an all-time high. They had saved the world. They came out with this vaccine. Them and Moderna, we were all hyped about it back in the day because it meant that we could go see each other Uh, We could actually go and sit down at a restaurant without wearing a mask anymore, and it was some great times. So essentially what happened yesterday is that they realized those great times are over for them. Pfizer is a huge fan of worldwide pandemics because it means that they make a ton of money. Don't be surprised if they try to start one to kind of subvert this weakening in demand that they're seeing going forward. Everything C-19 related demand is absolutely plummeting. They had been expecting about $14 billion in combined. A uh, COVID vaccine and PaxLovid uh, revenue. Paxlovid is their little pill form that's supposed to protect them against COVID or protect users against COVID. They were expecting originally about 14 billion in revenue from that. Now it's basically a combined revenue of about 8 billion. Obviously, markets were not very happy to see that at all. And it's not like they made it up on the earnings side either. Previously, markets have been pricing at about 316 per share. Now pricing at about 205 to 225 because that's the guy that the Pfizer came out with yesterday. So obviously markets threw up. I'm honestly surprised they didn't throw up more. But the stock is now at a 10-year low. So definitely it's not been going good for Pfizer over the past couple of years. Those rate hikes really did them dirty. And shooting yourself in the foot with these weak-ass projections is definitely doing yourself dirty even more. But let's go on down to Etsy. Speaking of doing yourself dirty, I mean this just seems like a bold move. I don't know what was going on with... Josh Silverman, by the way, this guy looks like uh, he looks like a WWE fighter. Like he's going to come and just beat the shit out of me. But I guess what he does is sell things like customized mittens and whatever the hell else he can find on Etsy. Great place to go and shop and buy gifts for your mom, by the way. Don't forget to get her something for the holidays. But moving on to what actually happened yesterday Etsy announced a layoff of about 225 employees. It's about 11% of the total workforce. After Spotify made a similar announcement, their stock boomed because everybody was like, oh, they're cost cutting. They must be doing a great job. But because Etsy made this move during the busiest part of the season, far and away for themselves, it was definitely a tough day because the market's kind of like, wait a minute, you're cutting 225 people right during the holiday season when you're supposed to be at your most busy? That's a little sus. So we'll definitely see what's going on when the actual earnings report comes out. I believe it's going to come out in the beginning of February here. It might be later on in January, but I'll have to double check on that. Either way, you should only be concerned if you hold the stock, and you definitely didn't want to hold the stock yesterday down 2.16%. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into some Bank of America data as well here. The second most valuable bank in the entire world is Bank of America, giant in consumer and investment banking. And as a result, they come out not once a month with the consumer checkpoint report to dive deep and it comes into some consumer spending. I'm honestly surprised people don't pay more attention to this because consumer spending is what drives the entirety of the U.S. economy here. So let's go ahead and see what they said. Essentially, spending hasn't slowed down yet, but they're kind of like... It was almost as if the tone of the report was like spending hasn't slowed down, but like, why hasn't it slowed down? Or when is it going to slow down? And they couldn't really answer that. That's why they titled the report Happy Holidays, question mark, because it can't be a happy holiday without a 7 to 10% increase in year-over-year gifts under the tree. I mean, I need a 7 to 10% increase in the S&P to have a good year. Definitely need the same for my presence under the tree as well. Don't think that I'm out here buying gifts for anybody. I'm just a receiver personally. Uh, So, you know, feel free to send us anything to the DDP Global Headquarters. Please don't actually do that. But anyway, moving on down to what Bank of America actually said. Spending on holiday items is about 1% above last year this time. Total card spending about 0.5% up last year at about this time for this month. That's certainly a hell of a lot better than the 0.5% decline saw on the previous month being October. Uh, So moving in the right direction, but it is the holiday season. So can't exactly be too surprised on that front. There is a potential that people are saving in October to then go and spend in November for Black Friday and other kind of holiday shopping. But either way, researchers at this bank are pointing out that wage growth is slowing. They're pointing out that a whole lot of other costs are coming into play, like uh, child care, elder care, basically any kind of care about others whatsoever. If we could just stop caring about people, we could probably save a whole lot more money. But that's probably going to be tough. And then when it comes to the Gen Z and millennial cohorts in particular, a little bit of the Gen X as well, but nobody really cares about them. They're way too small to care about, to be quite honest. Those guys are going to be facing some student loan payments as well that could slow things down. They resumed in October and November for the vast majority of people. So Bank of America is saying, just stay on your toes because we're not seeing spending slow down just yet, but we're also not seeing very strong growth. So it might be a little bit nerve wracking heading into the new year, especially when The Fed came out yesterday and said they're kind of expecting a bit of a slowdown going into 2024. The big question now is, are you spending more or less money this holiday season? Great way to tell over general economic uh, kind of trends here is, what are you doing in your own life? If you think you're rational or if you think other people are rational, then you must be too. And people might be following a similar kind of trend. What would happen if consumer spending rapidly declines? It's definitely not going to be good for the GDP. Most importantly, what's going to happen to my portfolio? I mean, that's the real thing that matters here. And then finally, of course, is a recession coming? If so, how long will it last? How deep is it going to go? How bad is it going to be? Do I need to start building a bunker now? Or like, what should we do here? If we do start building a bunker, however, we'll still be we'll be sure to let you guys know because obviously all you apes are going to be welcome. But before we let you go today, let's go ahead and check out what a wise investor said. Joe Terranova, buy high, sell higher. That's actually the name of a book that he came out with. I don't think that he's the first person to actually use that phrase, but that wouldn't surprise me from Joe. He's one of those CNBC anchors that is absolutely obsessed with himself, even more so than Jim Cramer somehow. Uh, he even has an ETF out there where the ticker symbol is literally Joe T., Go check it out. I mean, that is uh, that is what it is. We'll leave things on that note. We don't want to throw out too much hate here on the Daily Cube Global Headquarters. But thank you guys so much for joining us here today. Definitely a fun week so far, and we got a lot more fun coming here tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Thanks for joining us today, and happy trading. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, Patrick at WallStreetOasis.com. And until next time.